Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the evening runway. It's time now for Why It Matters. Let's talk about price hikes and the increased cost of living. It's impacted us Singaporeans' spending decisions for sure, but not the way that you might assume. You see, with the cost of living crisis in full swing, it looks like emotional spending is on the rise, especially among millennials who stand out for saying they impulse buy to cope with stress. In fact, more than one in three Singaporeans say they make an impulse purchase at least once a month. Leading audience insights technology company GWI's latest You Are What You Buy study cuts straight to the cuts of Singaporean shoppers to find out how, where, what, and why they buy. From luxury buyers to online shoppers, the study unpacks key insights on today's modern shopper and the shopping landscape. So let's get some details on this study. On the line with me is Joe Lingson, who is Senior Trends Analyst for GWI. Joe, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Elliot. Thanks for having me on the show. So GWI, an audience research company founded back in 2009, and we're going to be talking about mood buying and retail therapy. I suppose for starters, could you give us the definition of mood buying, retail therapy in this You Are What You Buy study? Yeah, it's definitely a really interesting topic. So you might have heard of the term lipstick index. When economic times are difficult, mm. consumers, they tend to choose to buy more affordable luxuries like cosmetics to treat themselves. Okay. So that would be the definition of mood buying, treating yourself in that sense. Yeah. You know, the times are difficult with the what's happening in the world right now. People are looking for ways to make themselves feel better about their current situations. So, I mean, I know millennials tend to stand out, but it's a really big age group or or demographics. Is there any chance you could break that down even further? Which part of the millennial demographic is susceptible to the most impulse buying? Yes, we are definitely seeing more younger millennials. You know, there's a term called millennials, people between the cusps of Gen Z's and millennials. So the younger millennials and about 70% of them actually make impulse purchase at least once a month. Can we call impulse purchases a habit or or just a, a factor that, you know, that is used to treat this stress, as they say? Uh, yes, so it's definitely like, you know, happening all the time. Okay. But especially when situations like the current economic climate it's not looking so good mm. and people are more stressed. We definitely mm-hmm. see more people lurging on more aff- relatively more affordable treats. Okay. Uh, when was your last impulse buy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, social commerce is really big right now and it's definitely not helping me with yeah. my impulse <laughs> buys. That's the thing, right? It's so easy to click buy and if you've done it once, your details, your purchase or credit card details are already stored there and that just makes things harder. Definitely, especially, you know, social media has made it easier than ever before to provide an integrated shopping experience. Yeah. Okay. To find some positives about this conversation, Joe, though, I mean, could they say that maybe there is confidence in your financial situation that you'd be willing and daring to make an impulse buy? Yes, definitely. We are seeing, you know, the younger consumers, they feel more optimistic about their finances and their demographic that's more likely to make these impulse purchases as well. Mm, Okay, fair enough. All right. So so let's talk about the everyday Singaporeans shopping decision. Generally, what does impact this decision? 
like what we've mentioned before, in post-purchase, it's definitely happening. You know, unsurprisingly, it's happening with those uh, affordable treats like handbags or flight tickets. Oh. We don't see people splurging on big ticket items like furniture or car. Okay. Yeah, so it's interesting to look into what people are actually buying right now. And year on year, we see the biggest growth uh, with the purchase of vacations abroad and travel tickets. So people who have told us they've purchased some of these travel vacation items are have grown by more than a fold compared to the same time last year. So which ranks higher though? You you mentioned both. That means to say that people are, are more likely to make an impulse purchase to have an experience. Yes, definitely. Experience economies wow. <laughs> happening right now. That is amazing. I, I guess also it's that confidence that the world is opening up and you're looking at social media and you've got these travel influences. It makes you want to like, okay, I feel bad about myself at work and I look at this Instagram reel. Ah, it, this could make me happy. I'm going there. Yes, definitely escapism is part of the equation <laughs> when it comes to this. <laughs> oh my gosh. What about discovering new brands and products? Is this where social media could play a part? Yes, this is definitely a really intriguing question to explore. Mm. Social has become the go-to for brand discovery and research. And it's changed the way how everybody browse for products. Yeah. Mm. There's mm. a lot more choices now. Yeah, definitely. You know, people are turning to the internet for more inspiration rather than just information right now we're seeing uh, in global trends. Would you consider it a bad thing or are we at danger of just purely shopping online? slash social shopping as opposed to actually going to physical stores? Yes, so more people actually prefer to shop online versus shopping in-store now, except maybe the older consumers like baby boomers. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so baby boomers still prefer shopping in-store than online, but the rest of the demographic, they prefer shopping online. Wow, okay, that's interesting. Now, I know we only touch briefly when it comes to luxury shopping, and, and, and we've established that a lot of people prefer to spend on experiences, but what's your observation on luxury shopping in the Asia Pacific region? Is there a trend in, how should I say, quiet luxury shopping? Yes, definitely. You know, people carried on buying during the Great Recession, Mm. but uh, noticeable logos became less attractive to consumers. And right now, we are seeing a similar trend happening. We are observing that, you know, luxury buyers, they are turning away from um, more flashy and those products that feature a lot of logos. So it's no longer, no wonder that Quiet luxury has made a comeback now. Okay, okay. So when we say quiet luxury, meaning it's still expensive, but it's more simple in design. Yes, exactly. It's all about that understated elegance, craftsmanship and quality rather than overt displays of the wealth. But I wonder though, and this is just my own curious question, right? If it's plain, it's simpler, it's a classic design, does that make it more susceptible to people wanting to buy, I don't know, fake goods or duplicate products since it's not that flashy after all? Yes, that is a big thing in APAC especially. Mm. We've seen people, you know, especially luxury buyers, surprisingly, they are the ones who are making more purchases than the average demographic. I have seen personally, like, and, and not in Singapore, overseas, obviously, how you have these luxury watches and, and they look just the same. If you're after a plain design, you might start to think to yourself, hey, why not? I mean, who's going to know the difference? Yeah, especially with logos uh, yeah. taking a backseat. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's quite scary. So how do you see all of this impacting the region? You know, uh, how do you see the trend going for Asians when it comes to shopping? Yeah, so when it comes to fashion and style, a customer's 
in Asia, they really care about their personal image. So in Asia, we are more likely to see ourselves as fashion conscious and more likely to go for premium options than the rest of the world. Mm. So, you know, buying luxury is to boost self-confidence and image in a way. All right. Okay. I can see the appeal, you know, buying luxury to boost uh, self-confidence and image. For a while, especially during the pandemic, there was a lot of luxury buying or even watch luxury buying as investment pieces or, or statement pieces. Do you see this sort of taking a back seat? You know, consumers, their habits always change. And with the economic climate, especially in, in some parts of Asia, we are seeing the cost of living crisis. So. Yeah. In certain markets, definitely this will you will see this taking a back seat. Yeah. All right. And the next time, if you decide to make an impulse buy, I'm sure you'll remember this conversation if you're listening right now. I've been speaking with Joe Ling Sun, who is Senior Trends Analyst for GWI. Joe, I appreciate your time. Take care and have a great Monday evening. You too. Thank you, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.